Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Welcome back. Kevin Saul. We appreciate it. Bye weekly visit. A uh, lot of good stuff there happening at Wichita State. A lot of interesting stuff happening. Um and, you know, I think people are kind of excited. That's that's cool that they were able to get the big crowd on that Thursday night up against the Chiefs. We were a little worried about that because that was a, a pretty big-time matchup, but they got it done. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's uh, let's look ahead to some college football. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster here. It is Sports Daily. We talked Chiefs uh, in the first hour, beginning to preview that. Let's start with the Wildcats here. I, I'm not overly concerned with this Missouri game, quite frankly. They crushed Missouri last year couple interesting things from Chris Kleiman yesterday uh, is that he thinks Missouri definitely is not showing their potential yet. Basically, they they have nowhere to go but up, and, and they, he thinks they could be better. And his coach speak a lot of it. Uh, Brandon Zinner, who works at 12 News with me, listened to all that, and he pointed out something funny. He was like, yeah, there was a moment when talking about, like, young players and getting them in that last game where, you know, it almost slipped that, they had some packages with some players they didn't want to get to. And then he sort of really quickly like pivoted off to something else. So maybe they had a plan to use Avery Johnson if they needed to, but they just didn't need to. And they're kind of holding on to that, which is interesting. Uh, it, it, it does back up sort of what we think, which now is like, they're just going to use Avery Johnson when they feel like they need him to help them win games. Like, you know, anything else, don't worry about it, whatever. Um, I don't know that the game against Missouri is going to present that road games in college football, especially the first one are always, you know, a little bit spooky, Tommy, but this is a very experienced team. And I think a lot of the things that would concern you don't concern you as much with this group, but it's going to be a hostile environment that Mizzou faithful is going to be fired up. They do have some really talented players on that team. But I like K-State quite a bit. I like them to cover their number, uh, which I haven't checked it today. I'll check that right now. But I think it's five, uh, I, I right think around this, five. Yeah, you know, like, I, I think they're going to be just fine. I, I think they look great. I think their start has been great. Uh, I cannot believe it's only five. Um, yeah. But it's only five. You know, Mizzou is going to have to bring every single bit of its A game if they want to have a chance to compete with Kansas State this weekend. You know, they got absolutely crushed last year in this matchup. Brady Cook, their quarterback for Mizzou, had a terrible outing a year ago against the Wildcats. So, you know, he's actually started this season playing better 
Uh, and so he's going to have to continue that into this weekend. Uh, but I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for the Tigers to be able to hang with uh, what the Wildcats are, are doing. So I'm with you. I think the Wildcats easily cover that number. Um, I've got K-State winning by two touchdowns in this game on Saturday. And, you know, the number is five. So I think that they easily cover that spread on the road in Missouri. The other thing to keep in mind is that Eli Drinkwitz, and, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a fan of his at all, uh, but he's kind of on the hot seat a little bit. I think that he's gotten some mixed reviews uh, from the, the Missouri fan base. And, of course, you see what all the other teams are doing in the SEC. And granted, the conference is down at least through the first couple of weeks of the season right now. They haven't performed up to expectations. Uh, but Missouri overall, over the last several years, has underperformed in that conference. And so, um, you know, I think that there is a little bit of pressure there uh, for the, the coach, Eli Drinkwitz, for the Tigers. But I don't think this is a game that they, they steal. Um, I think that the Wildcats are able to go on the road to Columbia and easily win. Well, and don't you think there's like some pressure for Drinkwitz in Missouri just because of what is happening in Lawrence and Manhattan? Sure. Like there's a clear three team, sure. you know, rivalry there. You're sort of competing for Kansas City and all of these things. Like I I think that that has a lot to do with the pressure there. And, you know, Missouri might be in the SEC, but they they don't feel that they they've always felt like they belonged in the Big Twelve, and I get it. Like they're they're there for a reason, and they're you know smart for doing it. But yeah, I, I think they're clearly behind as a program, both KU and K State, with the advantages they have by being in the SEC, and it's just not working. I, I yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure there. And look, I don't. This is the interesting thing, like. I don't follow Missouri at all, and I know that the rivalry exists there with KU and K-State, but it, it exists, but it doesn't. So, like, I'm aware of the rivalry, certainly. Wasn't that aware of how heated, like, the KU-Missouri rivalry was until I moved up here, but it doesn't really exist now, so you don't get it as much, and, like— Mizzou doesn't feel to me like a rival for KU or K-State no. in either football or basketball. No. Because they they haven't been competitive enough to be. Yeah, and you, of course, you know, they leave the conference. And, uh, you know, so a lot of those matchups, you know, don't happen anymore uh, to, to make Missouri a rival of either one of these programs. But, yeah, competitively, they're just not there. They're not on the same level uh, anymore. I know that there were major expectations when Missouri left the Big 12 to go to the SEC, that they would be a more competitive program, especially uh, on the gridiron. And that just has not happened in their time in that conference. I don't have a lot of faith in Eli Drinkwitz uh, and the combination of Drinkwitz and Brady Cook, at least so far, has not shown that they show up in big time games. And this is a big time game. I mean, they're playing an opponent in Kansas State that is ranked that you know played in the Sugar Bowl last year, that won a Big 12 championship. It's a high-caliber opponent for the Tigers, and they have not shown in the course of the, their time together, Drinkwitz and Cook, that they can show up in big-time games, and I think that this is going to be another one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you know, we see Missouri make a change at head coach at the end of this season, because I just don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Drinkwitz and, and what he's done with this program at all. They, they're not able to compete in the SEC. And I think that they're going to, you know, look at what's happening in the state of Kansas with both KU and K-State and say, we've got to, we've got to do something different. What is it? Cause I don't follow Missouri closely, never have like, what is it that's been the struggle? Do you think they've got good facilities? They're in the SEC. They've got a great, 
you know, fan base and student body? Why has it been such a struggle? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, just poor play, right? Like underachieving poor play uh, with really high expectations. I mean, you know, I think that in some cases they're a victim of their their own circumstance. You know, they moved from the Big 12 to the SEC. And I think as soon as that happened, the fan base thought, okay, well, we've got to be you know, competing for national championships. We've got to be in the CFP. We've got to be doing, you know, these different things. And it just, it hasn't happened. So I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if it's, you know, you you bring it back down to coaching and, and you know, poor, uh, poor recruiting or exactly what it is, but there's just been a lot of over-promising and under-delivering with that program. Yeah, it, 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 it's a curiosity of mine. All right, so uh, KU then gets to go to Nevada. Uh Shreyas Lada, our KU insider, told us earlier in the week, Nevada might be the worst team KU's going to play this year. Um, again, kind of the same thing. I'm not sure how concerned I am about KU going on the road. I think it translates when Jalen Daniels is your quarterback, don't you? When when you've got a high-octane, multifaceted run game and Jalen Daniels, I do worry less about going on the road. And I think that they're equipped to go on the road. I think they are, too. And I think that they've got, you know, again, they're playing an opponent in Nevada that lost to an an FCS team. That being said, uh, I, I think that the Jayhawks will win and should win easily against Nevada on the road. That spread is really big. And, you know, I just as of right now, I've got a hard time betting that spread. I've got a hard time betting Kansas to cover it. Not because I don't think that they're talented enough to do so, but man, it's been a long time since we've seen the Jayhawks have that kind of number on the road. Uh, it's been a long time. I mean, it's what like twenty eight and a half. I think the last time I looked. Yeah, I don't. I've got I'm a, not touching I've got the a, line. Yeah, I've got a really hard time betting that spread. But I do think that ultimately the Jayhawks will uh, will play well. They'll they'll win by a, a pretty comfortable margin. I'm just not sure I'm going to actually bet that. No, I'm not either. Uh, it's too big. And, and they may cover it, and that's fine. I, I don't ever, but just like as a rule, bet spreads that high. Don't like them at all because there's too many ways to get backdoored on that. Um, yeah. You know another curious spread is, is I'm just looking at the slate this week. Texas is 28.5-point favorites over Wyoming. That's really interesting to me. After we saw Wyoming do that to Texas Tech, 28.5, and I know it's in Austin, but doesn't that feel a little overreactionary to the Alabama game? Like, that's a big old number for a team that was capable of beating Texas Tech, who, by the way, bounced back and showed themselves right in the light we thought they would in a game against Oregon, which was right down to the wire. Yeah, they, they beat Texas Tech, right, in, in double overtime. So, I mean, I think that knowing that what Texas did against Alabama, I think that this is a little bit of an overcorrection for the Longhorns. I think so. A little I'm, not bit. Gonna I mean, bet. I'm not going to bet Wyoming. Maybe I will. I don't know. No, uh, I think but, I'm, I might bet I might bet Wyoming to cover that number. What did you say it was, 20, 28? 28 and a half. Now, they did come back after the Tech game and only beat Portland State by like 14, looking at it. So who knows? Uh, but I did see that as a, as a curious uh, a curiosity. There I really kind of like Wyoming I, to cover that number. Yeah, I might too. I'm not sure. Houston and TCU actually play uh, this weekend, which is kind of interesting, I think. Um, just looking around the Big 12 here, TCU, you know, they played Nichols State in the second one, so I'm pretty curious to see that. But it is a Big 12 game. Uh, West Virginia gets its big rivalry game against Pittsburgh, which is moderately interesting, except we, I think we think 
uh, West Virginia kind of stinks. The game of the week for the Big 12, though, Tommy, may come. BYU's got to go to Arkansas. That's a pretty interesting game and a good opportunity for the Big 12, I think, to to do something. Uh, but we're starting to get some relatively meaningful games here. And, I mean, we're going to be in conference play like like that, you know, in this big, big 12. So there's not much else to see. I think we'd all look at the preseason and say, oh, Kansas State, Missouri, that's the biggest game of the week. I just don't know if Missouri's going to get that. Look, the line's only five. And I and and I I've said this a million times. I I think K State gets favorable lines because because I don't think they get enough credit defensively historically, like the last three or four years. And I think that's the case this week again. But it is sort of interesting. I mean, Vegas is even if they're just looking at box scores. Like I can't figure out what about Missouri is making that that tight. I I, I don't know what it is. And and the problem for me is, like, when I look at Missouri, I don't know anything about Middle Tennessee State. And I think most people that try to act like they do don't. Uh, you know, so what does a four-point win over Middle Tennessee State mean? I have no idea. They beat South Dakota 35-10, to 10, and South Dakota's usually pretty good. I just don't know. I, I, I know I, I've only heard, like, I've heard you and I've heard others who follow that program a little closely take the tone of, and we'll talk to Wyatt Thompson about this Friday and and maybe even Fitz tomorrow. Like, there's a tone that they're not good, but they're 2-0. and South Dakota's usually pretty good. I don't know anything about Middle Tennessee State. And Vegas is only making this line five points. Like, it, there's something there, I think, with Mizzou. I'm not—I'm still high enough on K-State that it, like, doesn't overly concern me or anything like that. But I do think there's something there for that line to be as small as it is, even though it's a road game for K-State. It, it, it does seem a little bit curious to me, and, and I can't figure out what it is that's that's doing that. Well, I think it's really just the fact that K-State is on the road in Columbia. I mean, that's basically, in my mind, all it is. I mean, if it was a home game for the Wildcats, I mean, you'd be looking at you know at least a touchdown spread, if not more. And I think that Kansas State wins. I think I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I think K-State wins by two touchdowns, so I think they comfortably cover the spread. I'm not really uh, convinced right now. I'm not going to use the word lock necessarily right now for the, the Wildcats to cover the spread, but it's as close to a lock on a Wednesday as I can, I can see on the college football slate right now. I mean, that's the one that I'm looking at that I've got circled as. That's pretty much a, 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 a big-time bet in my mind that should come through fairly easily. I like the bet, too, a lot. It's my favorite college football bet of the week, but I'm not going to pretend like I've watched one second of Missouri football. I have not watched one second of Missouri football. Let's keep talking college football and talk about America's team, the Colorado Buffaloes this week, taking on a little rivalry game. Well, Colorado State, who I don't think is very good, and, you know, is, is the betting market caught up to Colorado even now as Colorado State had a bye week heading into this game? We'll talk about the Buffaloes next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.